America is in trouble. We've turned our backs on God, forsaken our history, and too easily succumbed to tyrannical orders. Our problem seems overwhelming, but the solution is simple. It's time we return to the Lord in strict adherence to the Constitution of the United States. Welcome to the Constitution Solution, one podcast under God. We're your hosts, Mark Deluzio and Christy Tyrone. Now, let's get on with the show. Hi, on this episode of the Constitution Solution, we're going to talk about the Constitution basics. That's uh, technically our first episode. Well, really, it's our second, isn't it, Christy? Because we did an OO episode, but uh, as to kind of setting up this whole podcast. But uh, Christy Tyrone, I'm Mark Deluzio. Uh, before we get into Constitution basics, we just want to set up the framework of the Constitution to give you kind of a little bit of a landing space to say, Hey, this is why it was set up. This is what it's supposed to be all about. We will dive into all the gory aspects of the Constitution throughout this whole podcast. I mean, we can't we keep adding more and more episodes to the to the equation. Uh, there's so much to talk about, but it, there's so much to know too. So, but I want to start with Christy. Christy, why don't you walk us through? She did a survey, um, a local survey on the Constitution, and let me turn that over to you. And maybe we could start with that as a uh, as a primer as we get into this. Okay, so I um, asked, um, I got 40 people um, that I asked this question to. It was a two-part question. One was, do you have a copy of the Constitution? Two is, how often do you read it? And so I just kind of want to get the idea of how informed we are. This is, of course, a small sample of a survey. And these are all people that I know. So keep that in mind. And um, they are, a lot of them are here from here in Arizona, but there are some from California, Maryland, Florida. So, you know, we have a, oh, Kansas, some relatives in Kansas. So we have a, a you know, we kind of cover the, the grounds of the country, at least with the people that I talk to. So out of the 40 people, um, 34 of them have copies of the constitution. So that was good to hear. Um, quite a few of them have, like, they carry the pocket constitutions with them. One of my friends here from the Republican Party, he passes them out to people, which I think is great, which is something that Mark did on the campaign trail when he was running for Congress. And I thought that was really cool to get people more um, educated on. I was more working. I was more interested, Christy, to make sure they gave them to their children. Amen. <laughs> we'll talk um, more about that, I'm sure. But, yes. Uh, so um, seven of the people who answered have never read it. And that was kind of sad. Um, 18 of them, the, the lion's share here, have read it, but haven't read it recently or often. Eight of them reference it on occasion. So that's cool where it's like, oh, hey, what's Congress doing? Is that constitutional? They look it up and generally the answer is probably no, it's probably not constitutional, <laughs> but they're doing it anyways. Now we know. And then um, seven of them read it yearly within the year. And out of that seven, I just wanted to give out a few little um, uh, awards, informal awards here. So my mom read it two weeks ago. So good job, mama. She is informed. Um, and then she checks it regularly. Um, and then my friend Dave Ebright in Florida, he reads it a few times uh, during the year. He reads his Bible daily, which is even more important. But yeah, he reads the Constitution and the Declaration a few times a year. So that's great. My neighbor Katrina reads it two times a year, which is super cool. And 
Um, she's very informed on our founding and she shares it with her kids, her eight kids who she homeschools. So, and it shows because they're great kids. You know, the Mark member writer, your buddy from the campaign. Writer's well, awesome, man. He's my fan. Yeah. yeah. There's lots yeah. of good, good parenting going on over there. And then the um, number one award is going to go to the chairwoman of our Yavapai uh, Republican committee, Jana Kading. She reads the constitution monthly. So she is up to date and very informed on what the government ought and ought not to be doing. So that was really cool to hear. So um, that's our little kind of informal survey that we put together. I hope to do more of these as the show goes on to kind of keep the audience engaged. And, and then when you guys answer these things, it helps us to build our content and keep things interesting. And then, um, you know, cause our whole goal here is to try to teach people and learn with everybody. And so it's really cool um, for all of you that participated in helping that to happen for. Hey, Christy, you know, okay. So we know it's an informal poll, but maybe not statistically significant because of the numbers and all that. But at the end of the day, What's your kind of take on the poll? I mean, you know, you look at this, seven read it yearly, some on occasion, eight, 18 have read it, was it seven, never have read it, 34 have copies. So, you know, obviously if you don't have a copy, you can't read it. Uh, I guess you can go online, but um, what's your take on the whole thing? I, I, I look at it and say it's kind of, it's, it's kind of depressing. Uh, what do you think? I can see that because... I mean, most of the people that I do talk to and, and my family and friends are more on the conservative spectrum. And generally, the conservative group is more of the of the supporters of the Constitution, where um, there's, you know, some liberal people that kind of think it's outdated and should be changed with the times and you hear all that kind of stuff. So from within the party that um, honors this document, um, to hear that so few of them are reading it um was kind of like, hey, well, I guess that's why we're doing the podcast, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. And and I, and I think, you know, to the, the whole premise that a particular party, in this case, maybe the Republican Party is more constitutionally oriented. And when you really look at the, 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 the framework of the Constitution, really look at it and then ask yourself, are we really beholden to the principles of the Constitution? You could probably argue that no party can claim, uh, can lay claim to being great constitutionalists. And we will point this out throughout this whole podcast as how we are disrespecting, ignoring, and sometimes intentionally uh, disbanding the notion of our founders. And, and, and when you do that and how this is all based on Christianity and, and all that, you're doing the same thing to God. So, so, and again, that's the whole nation notion of our, our podcast, the Constitution Solution, one podcast under God, because it was founded, and we'll have an episode on this, it was founded under Christianity, and uh, it's not even a dispute, but it's argued about all the time. So so we'll get into this as we go through. But that's a great survey, Chris. I really appreciate you taking the time to to uh, to do that, and maybe uh, you know a few months from now we could do it again, and maybe the numbers will improve. So Oh, that's a good idea. We'll check yeah. in, guys. Do exactly. your homework. Yeah. Yeah, put some pressure on those guys, you know. Uh, so let's let's just talk about the Constitution in general, and that's what we want to try to do here. And everything that we talk about, we're going to get involved a lot more in all the different aspects of of the Constitution. So, Christy, one of the things I wanted to talk about was wh- why is America so different? And you know, this is one of the only, the, the oldest, longest lasting 
government document relative to you know the auspices of the of the constitution that has ever existed right mm-hmm. and and so what really sets america apart and, and everybody says well no america is no different than anybody else uh, uh, i think if you look at the evidence and we could discuss that evidence in detail you'll see how different we really are now does that mean we're a perfect country no nope. all right no, because founders knew that. But Jesus, <laughs> well, exactly, and the founders knew that, right? They knew that going in. They knew that. But we also knew that we had to do things differently, otherwise we would fall to the demise of, uh, to, you know, to, to 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 the Roman Empire and to all the other big empires that fell over the course of time. They saw a pattern, and they want to avoid that pattern. Mm-hmm. So, what sets us apart? You know, is it is it? For example, we have some unbelievable natural resources in this country. Uh I say no. There's a lot of countries that have great natural resources. I take Mexico, for example. Mm-hmm. Mexico's a third world country. You gotta ask yourself why. Is it the people? Well, yeah, we've got some unbelievable people in this country. So I'll, I'll always back anybody who's who's an American. But a lot of countries, I know I've been to five continents, Christy. I've been to 45 countries, and I've met some unbelievable people in all these different countries, even in the ones that you wouldn't think, <laughs> like China. Some unbelievable people. Uh, Mexico has some unbelievable people. Did business down there, and and they they're, they're awesome people, but they live under a, an, under a, a unbelievably tyrannical regime. Is it the great government planning of our government officials and their wisdom? Lord, no. Okay, <laughs> Lord, no, it's not. And uh, but is it the whole notion of this constitution that puts limit? on what the federal government can do because we got to remember that was what this constitution is about it limits the federal government as to what it can't do and we'll get into those things in a minute the answer is absolutely yes the genius of this constitution is what really made america so different than any other country that existed in in, in the history of mankind Yes, that's absolutely the difference is what the government's limited to do. And so to kind of set the scene for how we created this constitution and the United States as a whole, I just want to go back into history because, you know, I'm a history nerd and I love to study what we're made of. Um, Actually, um, as I don't think I mentioned this last episode, I am a historical fiction author and I'm currently working on an American Revolution historical fiction novel. It's a copy right there behind me. Um, so it's going to be a multi-series book, and it's going to cover the different sections of things that led up to us declaring independence and through the war and all the way to, into the making of the Constitution. So I started, and this is where I'm going to start right now setting the scene, is with the Stamp Act era, um, which was um, took place in 1765. And so while studying for my book, which is what book one covers, I learned so much about this one short year in our history that really honestly changed the tides of history for humanity, set set everything in motion to change. So at that time, we were British colonies and um, every colony was very separate, kind of did their own things. the roadways between the colonies were really muddy, mucky mess, known um, travels often by roadway. We were connected by sea, um, by trade ports and whatnot. But said so the colon- colonies were very separate from each other and all, of course, tied to the motherland, Great Britain, because that was the country that we were part of. Um, so 
when the Stamp Act, when the King effect, uh, put the Stamp Act into effect in 1765, it was a tax to cover the war debt from the uh, French and Indian War that just ended two years before. And so this was a tax that was placed on every single piece of paper, therefore affecting every single citizen, every class of people. And so the outrage um, because of it uh, united. That's when the colonies really started to unite and to communicate more. Um, they put together the first kind of Congress where they got together and wrote letters to the king to contest this. And um, I could go on and on about the Stamp Act. I probably will probably do a whole episode on it at one, at one point because there's so much to be learned there. But so that's when the uniting, the defying and uniting began. And so um, after that, we have one incident after another. Um, after a year of boycotting and making the Stamp Act unenforceable, um, the king, they, they repealed it. Parliament repealed it. They're like, you know what? This isn't working. However, they did go on to claim that they had the right to tax the colonists in all cases whatsoever. Those are their words, infamous words. Um, and so the struggle went on with the, um, the king just pushing more and more tyranny on the people, making it harder and harder for them to work, trying to cut off supply lines and limit their trade routes and wait, 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 you're not talking about today are you <laughs> right there's a lot to be related here which is really talk about the similarities but the only thing that's missing christy that i could see mm -hmm. is the outrage we continue to accept oh, right. the abuses of our freedoms mm -hmm. and we will talk i mean a lot about that not only today yes. but throughout this whole thing we are just <laughs> sitting back allowing us to take the hits all the time partly because we don't know what's in this constitution and how it's supposed to work. Which is why it's Absolutely. so important to know that this kind of stuff that, that happened that made America America in the beginning because we are so far from we it We don't now. have the outrage anymore. We we got so upset, and I can never never forget this, when ATM fees came out and people were outraged that it would cost <laughs> them a dollar to take out their money. That's what you're outraged about? Really? <laughs> the fact that you're being taxed 40% two-thirds of which is unconstitutionally spent, mm -hmm. you're not upset with, but you're upset yeah. about that dollar ATM fee. Are you kidding me? Anyway, I'm sorry. Like that. You said that the outrage is the thing that's missing, right? There's no the outrage. Events yeah. are very relatable, very similar. Yep. Um, but back then they were outraged and um, they were pretty, you know, had a lot of freedom being in the colonies so far from the king. So, you know, they were used to kind of doing things their own way, kind of had their own local governments that they elected and um just really weren't they weren't having it they were outraged and they were um they tried to find every way possible to work with the king and to uh peaceably address their grievances and write writing letters and doing boycotts and trying to just make it work without um forcing their hand but eventually the hand was forced by the king and uh we ended up, it, it was conquered in Lexington in 1775 was when the first shot was fired. And um, that's a really epic day, April 19th. Um, we should, it should be a national holiday. We'll learn way more about that as the show goes on. Um, but that was the day that the war kind of officially began. A year later, we declare independence, which was not like, not everybody was on board. The founders were like, oh yes, we should. No, we shouldn't. Let's write another letter. Let's do this. And even you know that getting that unanimous declaration was tough um but but they did and uh spoiler alert we won the war and uh <laughs> went on to um 
become the United States of America. And, um, you know, then it wasn't until years later that in 1787 that we decided to get together and make the Constitution, which there's, you know, so much that goes into the building of that that we'll talk about. But um, in short there, um, the, that's kind of the, the 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 basic outline of what led us to this point of um, becoming our own country, making our own constitution and um, creating this uh, epic uh, document that still, well, is still there to guide us uh, today that we hope to inspire everybody to learn more about and uh, you know, you know, Chris, when I hear the story, it. the way you told the story, okay, we're going to do an episode uh, so everybody can look forward to this about the risks and the consequences that befell the founders. Okay. And, and uh, I, I, I see people today who I'm not political and they don't even want to make a Facebook post. You know, I don't want to get involved in, and, 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 and are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I mean, if you looked at literally not only their fortunes, but their families and their own personal lives were at stake. And they knew that all these people knew that Jefferson, Madison, Adams, Franklin, I'm mean, going down a list of all the people and all the founders. They were literally at risk. They faced hanging. And that could probably be the best thing that could have happened to them if they got caught and then lost the war. Okay. And, and, and the British were ruthless in that regard. And they face this, and you don't want to make a Facebook post. You don't. You don't want to speak out against. What's, are, are you kidding me? But don't criticize the founders. Yeah, yeah, you know. So it's it's unbelievable when I hear this story, uh, and think about what they went through and and the guts it took for them to do this, you know. But uh, but anyway, yeah, and 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 of course, you know, uh, lo and behold, we'll get more into some of that detail as 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 our, our podcast uh, progresses over time but you know let's let's move on to christy the uh what's the reason we have a federal government right why 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 do we have one and there were a lot of there was a lot of debate as you indicated uh about what this government should look like and what kind of power it should have and 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 some some promoted a more intrusive larger central government like hamilton and adams and People like Madison and Jefferson promoted a smaller, less intrusive government, which is where we ended up. I'm not saying we're there today, but we'll get into that too. But that's where we ended up with the Constitution. But the sole function of the government, the federal government, is to protect its citizens, you and me, from each other, from foreign nations, okay, we have to be strong on the world stage. The Federalists, the, 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 the framers thought that was a real key to be strong on the world stage. And if you go back to Ronald Reagan, where he said peace through strength, mm -hmm. I think Donald Trump supported that as well. And then, of course, not only from each other, not only from foreign nations, but from the government itself. Boom. That's the right? big one. <laughs> right. They knew that the government itself could be tyrannical and we had to protect the citizens from the own body that they were creating. Mm -hmm. uh, how insightful is that? How, how many how many governments ever thought that, right? And that's usually not. It's usually about power and control, not limiting it. Exactly right. And they understand the nature of man. They studied John Locke and and all the philosophers, and and understood that man, left to their own devices, will 
you know, you know, break down on the morality scale, if you will. And this is right in line with how Jesus thought about, you know, us all being sinners. And, and, and there's a lot of, you know, things that are in concert with that thinking. Well, without this protection, you can't thrive as a government. You can't thrive as a country, I should say, especially in the economic framework of capitalism. Okay. Without protecting your property, protecting you personally, uh, you can't you can't thrive in that regard. Now, the one thing that really gets misconstrued, and we want to have again a, another podcast on the whole welfare system. The government is not a positive force to do things for people. Does that sound odd? Oh, what? That's new news to half the country these days. Well, and again, if 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 you take from one, and by the way, we do this a lot now, I think 60 or 70% of our budget on the federal level is in this transfer payment environment. But if you take from one and give to another, the government gains control over both. Okay. And that was not intended. And freedom evaporates now now the whole idea of of, of of personal property is is kind of a big deal and we have a whole section on personal property yes. when we get to that point but but the founders understood that your personal property which included your 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 possessions of course your wealth your home your money uh your personal and your means of making a living capital horses tools equipment okay today's world software um uh, uh, even even buildings and capital, your personal property is your avenue to freedom. They are not separate. They go hand in hand. Matter of fact, you can't if you if I take your personal property, which is essentially what the communist state does, okay, and owns everything, you've got zero freedom to do so and, many and, things. And therefore, so, losing all your motivation, no freedom, no motivation, right? No, and, the, and well, no motivation. Okay, and you know. Madison said charity is no part of the legislative duty of government. It would puzzle any gentleman to lay his finger on any part of the Constitution which would authorize the government to interpose in the relief of sufferers. Okay? Mm. Now, pretty amazing how they thought about that. Uh, and 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 we will talk a, a lot about this whole notion of the notion of uh, for the for the common good uh, in the Constitution and 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 the uh, and uh, and how that's misconstrued today uh, in terms of what the founders really meant by this Constitution. Yeah, the that Const and, and Madison being one of the you know uh, fathers of the Constitution and having that that look at it, this this government wasn't built to be a give all end all entity. It was to um, be hands off and just be like an over overseeing kind of like a silent regulator of things to keep the government out um, and to, to limit the power of government and intervention in the citizens' lives. And then to that way um, to govern the government, as you say, to govern the government, not, not the, the people. people, not the people. That way the people can be left to live their lives and to prosper. Um, and that's the kind way of the sum of, of what the, the, the function of, the federal government is mm -hmm. and then um i think we should go on to the um 
what is in the Constitution. Since justice, justice, gonna... justice. By the way, before we go on to that, I just want to make one, one point. The General Welfare Clause, and we're going to have a, a, a session on all the clauses, okay? But the General Welfare Clause in the Constitution is one that gets unbelievably misrepresented, misinterpreted today. And it is not the notion of individual charity. The General Welfare Clause is designed to do the things that are necessary for the general welfare of the nation, not of Christie or Mark or John Smith or Mary Jones. Okay. That is not what the general welfare clause means, but we've written so many laws and so many uh, agencies that got created to handle individual personal charity. And it is so out of line with what the constitution is about uh, that it, it, it's a problem. And, and we're going to get to that point uh, and talk a lot more about that. Now, so Christy, you know, there are a few sections of the Constitution, uh, articles as they call them, and they Seven. talk right and um, and and these articles, starting with Article One, is the legislative branch. They talk about the legislative branch, and the executive branch is the second article. The judicial branch is the third, and those three represent the checks and balances of government. Which, by the way, we're going to have a whole podcast section on. In uh, podcast 03, an uh, 03, we're going to talk about those in detail and how they all work together. But those three articles represent the three branches of government and the whole idea of checks and balances. Four talks about the states and what that's all about. Article five is uh, is the amendment process. Sometimes people call it the Constitution of States. Uh, and we will definitely talk about Article five because it's a hot button today. Um, six is the law of the land. Uh, what is the law of the land? In other words, and, and again, this, this is going to, all these things tie together in a lot of different episodes, but nullification, the law of the land says federal law is the law of the land provided it is in concert with the constitution. So if the constitution, if the government passes a non-constitutional law, the states are under no mandate to follow it. And that's where nullification of these tyrannical regulations and laws that are passed need to be pushed back on at the state level. Okay. And we'll have a whole thing on that down the line. And then the last is, of course, ratification. Uh, the last amendment, which is the Seventh Amendment uh, uh, article, I should say, uh, is is ratification. Okay. Uh, so we will cover those in depth, uh, Christy. So we can move on now. Now let's talk I about just, this real, real quick before, before sure. we go on, I just want to add that of those in the, including those seven articles, and that's the breakdown of what's in each one. Um, the constitution as a whole um, is 4,543 words. It is a very short read. So just so you guys know, it sounds like a lot going on there and there's a lot of really important information in there. But it is it is a very concise and very point directed document to get into. I think if you look at the Arizona State Constitution, it's four thousand five hundred pages. I mean, it's, oh, it's so long. I don't know what it is. It's big though. It's really a thick book. It's amazing how concise these people were, the founders were, in terms of what they did in that regard, and it's uh, unbelievably uh, brilliant. Mm -hmm. Now, let's talk about the Bill of Rights. The Bill of yeah. Rights. Every so, what's the Bill of Rights? There are, Christy, help me out. There's 27 amendments to the Constitution? 27 amendments. 27 okay. amendments total, but the first 10 um, are considered the Bill of Rights. And they were, were all... done during the first uh, 
what is it, um, amending process. And um, that was part of the agreement for the kind of small government guys that were afraid to do this. Um, big, go this federal government was like, we want more rights for the people later. So we'll do the constitution, but we want to, you know, make a plan to get ahead and do these bill of rights later. And Mark, you can tell the story about uh, New York's part in that, right? Well, yeah, I, I think what happened was uh, you might've heard of what the Federalist papers are all about, which again, will be another episode. Uh, mm -hmm. But the federal papers were, were, were primarily trying to get New York state on board with the constitution because they were holdouts. Okay. And they feared, the federal government and, and all that. So Madison primarily, John Jay and Alexander Hamilton were the guys that wrote articles to newspapers in the state of New York. And all of these collectively have become known as the Federalist Papers. And it they they are probably, Christy, as important a document a set of documents as are the is the Constitution and the Declaration themselves, because they are pretty much the documents that really explain the meaning behind a lot of things that could easily be misconstrued in the constitution. Right. And then uh, I recently found the um, less discussed anti-federalist papers where it was all the same um, idea, a bunch of essays written by the, the people that were um, more hesitant. So while the federalist papers were arguing for the anti-federalist papers were arguing against, and it's the combination of those two forces that got together, debated, had it out, went back and forth, and came to uh, an agreement on this really great turnout for everybody in the end. Yeah, it, it provides a lot of clarity. It's almost like saying it's 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 case law to our existing laws. Like tax law is 10,000 pages, believe it or not. Ugh. But there's 100,000 pages of case law that explains these regulations that were so maybe not very well well written but the bill of rights is our first 10 amendments and we will go through every single one of those amendments over the course of time uh you might be familiar with the first amendment which is freedom of speech freedom uh, to assemble and, and protest peacefully peacefully uh put that word in there uh, mostly peacefully hey is that covered <laughs> mm -hmm. the second amendment of course everybody's pretty familiar with which is our right to bear uh carry and bear, and bear arms and we have all these 10 amendments in there right now. Now, these 10 amendments really put teeth into the Constitution because up till then, up to the Convention of States before that, the Constitution was simply just a suggestion that nobody followed. It had no teeth. But this really defined the rights. And you're going to find that of the 10 amendments, now remember, these amendments limit the federal government to yeah, infringe like on our rights. The Constitution itself um, is the structure that keeps the government in line, and then the the Bill of Rights protects the people specifically from the government. Exactly, and it's very detailed in that regard. And the founders had what they called, you know, well, there's enumerated rights, but inalienable rights, where rights come from God. Amen. The right to life, liberty, property, and the pursuit of happiness. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean they're guaranteeing you happiness uh which many people you think can chase it so <laughs> go get it you have the pursuit of happiness okay and your rights come from god so so the first 10 amendments actually protect us uh in that regard from the government in christy seven of the 10 amendments have the words shall not shall not against the government the government shall not mm -hmm. prohibit freedom of religion 
shall not prohibit your right to bear arms. Shall not, shall not, shall not. Seven of the ten times. And in two of the Ten Amendments, the word shall, which basically says allowing citizens to do such and such a thing. Okay. Like you shall enjoy the right to a, fair, a speedy trial. Right. Shall enjoy, exactly. So you get. can see that this is a limitation on the federal government to protect mm -hmm. us as citizens. Now, what about that ninth one? That's why I said seven are shall not and, and two are shall. It's the Tenth Amendment. And the Tenth Amendment is ever so important. And we will definitely dive into this in a big way so many different times. But it basically says, if it's not mentioned in the first nine, you can't do it. Yeah. Basically what it says. And it says it's left to the states and it's left or to the people. Okay. And mm -hmm. we'll get more into what those words mean later. And it's going to mm -hmm. tie Christy into the whole notion of nullification. Okay. Yes. Uh, so that's. That's in general what we want to want to talk about now with the the Bill of Rights, which is a which really to me took this Constitution and gave it a tactical meaning uh, behind what it, what what all this all those other words really meant. Yeah, and it really put it back in the power the hands of the people, and and not only just protected them but gave them the knowledge, you know, right there in print, short, concise. Um, you know, some of them are just one sentence, you know, and so anybody could get this and read and be like, wow, the government can't do what they shall not what they shall not. Oh, I shall. And so, you now know, like the boundaries, you can put that that barrier up around your home and your family and say, I'm safe from these things. You can't the government cannot do these things to us. And that is going back to your you know opening statement there. This is what makes America exceptional. Right. We, we right. the people, are secure in our homes, our papers, our persons. We can defend ourselves. We can speak freely. You know, we can't be abused by a corrupt justice system or should not, right? I guess look at us now. But um, if more of us, which I think the whole essence of this show is, is that um, we are lacking faith, the faith, knowledge, and courage that our founders created all of this with. And so... We're hoping to, in our own little way here, to inspire that faith, knowledge, and courage to um, bring this back to life. You know, it doesn't need to be rewritten. It doesn't need to be updated with the times. We need to go back, get founded again on what's solid and real and immovable because it's based on our God-given rights and um, have the courage to stand for it and hold and it. As yeah. Yes. Yes. Hey, by the way, Absolutely. Chrissy, you know, it's interesting because uh, it, it, none of this, none of these amendments say if you feel like it or if you feel like doing it yeah. or if you if 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 you're so inclined. No, it says shall not, shall not, shall, shall not. and shall not. And they're very clear. Right. Now, by the way, I get this question once in a while. Hey, what about a lot of other you mean tell me that's the only rights I have? Car yeah. You know, carry a gun and freedom of speech. No, 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 no. What the founders did, and this is something that that's missing a lot in the in the teaching, is that there are all kinds of. For example, you have a right to educate your children. Nothing yeah. in this constitution says you have that right, okay? Mm -hmm. But you do have that right. Mm -hmm. uh, you have a right to feed your family, yeah. okay? Matter of fact, you have an obligation to feed your family. Yeah. But the founders picked out the things that they thought were part and parcel to a free nation, mostly from the tyrannical 
treatment they received from England. So that's what ended up in this constitution. It wasn't like we're going to just list down every single right known to man. Good luck doing that, right? So well, and it's, because, it's really yeah. cool, too, because so much of it is directly based on the, the war they just came off of. Right. And then exactly um, a lot of the and we'll we'll get into this uh, in more detail in later episodes. But the a lot of the Bill of Rights coincide with um, the grievances listed in the Declaration of Independence. So exactly. there's specific things that the king did that were wrong and hurtful to the people. And so now the Bill of Rights is like the the opposite of that. It's the. Yeah, it's a mirror um, image, yeah. It, you know, yes. right to a speedy trial, cruel and unusual punishment. You know, you go down the list, right? And those are the mm-hmm. things that they were most sensitive to and thought on a priority basis, those were the things that really had to be put into stone, if you will, to mm-hmm. protect us from uh, whatever government we decide to form. So I just want to make that point that there are other rights that you have that maybe are not enumerated here, but don't think that this is just a complete list of rights that, uh, that, uh, you know, that, that, and that's it. It's not the book of rights. Okay. So yeah, and, anyway, and that's why the 10th amendment is so important. Exactly. Exactly. And right. Some of it all. Yeah. Okay. So wrapping it up here, let's kind of review what, what we've learned here today. So in short, we have um, America set apart because of limitations on government of government, right? That's what makes us different. Mm-hmm. Um, and those limits keep the government confined to protecting the people from each other, foreign entities, and the government itself. Um, this platform is clearly laid out in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. It's there in writing, you know, there it is. There it has stayed for, you know, 230 something years. Um, and then because of this shield, the American people are allowed to prosper in a free market economy and pursue that happiness and make the best of what they have. And um, this our, our free market economy has pulled more people out of poverty than any other system of, of economics in the world. Um, and so because of that, the American dream has been realized. It's a thing. It's a statement. Everybody knows about that. We can talk about where that's ended up. But in essence, the American dream is an exceptional thing that really helped uh, more people in the world to realize their potentials in a way that they never have and um, been able, free to do in history before. And Chrissy, um, you know, you know with, with, with that being said, too, I just want to point out that that we will talk about how this American dream is, in fact, uh mm-hmm uh escaping us today in today's generation Mm -hmm. and tomorrow's generation and there are specific reasons for it that we will definitely get into and 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 talk about okay and this is this is why we think this constitution is the solution to get us back to making that american dream possible for everybody and 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 it's not and it's not today yeah it's not today okay and and so i'm glad you brought that american dream up because it's it's something that is really uh and there's a lot involved in talking about that but i won't won't get going here on that but uh keep in mind we're going to have that discussion yes because we are we are made in the image of god and so we have this kind of unlimited creativity in our minds and we can make and we can build and we can really do great things and like i said america is the place where that has really taken hold like it never has anywhere in the history of the world um and on the scale that it has so um and how quickly we became you know so big on the world stage and stuff it's it's a pretty epic story um so we are unfortunately though um 
experiencing a wide, widespread departure from these things that made America great in the first place. And, um, and it's up to us to rein it in. That's, that's our duty guys. That's what we have to do. We need to do that for, um, for ourselves and for our posterity. Speaking of our posterity, as we wrap this up here today, um, I want to have my daughter Anza come in and she's going to recite for us the preamble to the constitution of the United States. By the way, I just want to tell the, tell the listeners that and and hi Anza. Hi. Um, she, she actually was my little singer uh, who would open up my, uh, my uh, meet and greets when I was running for Congress and saying the, 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 uh, the, <laughs> Saying the Star Spangled Banner. I was like, you sang the Declaration of Independence. No, you didn't. Uh, but she was my singer as well, which was kind of cool. So, anyway, great constitutional family. And uh, anyway, Anza, you're on stage. Go for it. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. You memorize that? Yeah. You are, like, awesome. And I'm jealous. But good job. Awesome job. Thank you, Anza. Okay, we'll see you all next time and uh, for the Constitution Solution. And this was Episode 1, Constitution Basics. Thanks for listening to the Constitution Solution, one podcast under God. You can find other episodes on our website at 1787solution.com, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're your hosts, Christy Tyrone and Mark Deluzio. Until next time, may God bless you and may God bless America.